Hello and welcome. My name is Rob Wong and this is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create sexy connection through authenticity and learning to be your best self. This is Dating Smash, honest attraction for clever humans. So, my boyfriend keeps threatening to leave the relationship where we get into fights. And then, when the fighting is done, he'll come back and apologize and say that he didn't really mean it. What do I do? Alright, well, this, this is a tough situation. And unfortunately, it's also a situation that many women find themselves in. And I'll go ahead and explain the reason why this happens. Um, the big thing is that you are dealing with a guy um, with a certain style of activation. And what we're looking at here is an island style, right? Otherwise known as a conflict avoidant. The key characteristic of conflict avoidant attachment is that these people, more often men than women, um, when faced with conflict, when faced with discomfort, will try to process emotions on their own, which means that if they're not aware of their style of conflict, if they're not really aware of their emotions, which unfortunately a lot of men are not, they're going to start threatening the relationship. They'll do anything and everything, right? Like a, like a wild animal in a corner to kind of like claw their way out of the situation where they have to process their emotions live with you. Rather, uh, a lot of times what you'll notice with these people is that they will go and be alone for like a couple of days, right? They'll isolate themselves, they'll think through stuff, and their emotional charge will gradually dissipate over time as they work through it, right? But they don't like talking with other people about their emotions. They're probably a little bit closed off. This is all, <laughs> this is all to say that what's happening here is normal. It's an insecure style of attachment, however. Now, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with your boyfriend, um, but it is, it's extremely difficult to be with that style of communication if you yourself are not secure in the relationship. If you're worried that he's going to be leaving you, if you feel that you would be in um, a very negative space, if you don't have any like safety or um, like long-term relationship safety, um, then don't do it. Don't be a part of that relationship because it will continue to happen over and over and over again until he figures out what's going on inside. And couples therapy will help. Um, you know, going to a coach, going to a therapist or counselor will help. But the root of all of this is that he will need to understand his style of activation and start working on it. And nothing will change until that happens. You know, you can do stuff to address the issue. You can make it easier for him to handle the way that he handles conflict. But at the end of the day, you're not responsible for him, right? There's a way to make this work. There is definitely a way to make this work. And if you really truly think that he's the one and that you love him and that he is the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, then you can invest the time and energy to make that transformation occur. But it will be gradual and it will hurt a lot and he will be threatening the relationship quite a bit because odds are there is a core mismatch between the way that the two of you communicate. And if you bump into that conflict again and again and he's constantly threatening to leave, 
then there's something about the way that you're being, the way that you're being, the way that you're saying or presenting things that's causing him to get activated. And I don't know what that is per se, but I can give you a few of the things that will set um, an island style attachment off. One of them is to one of them is to make them feel attacked or to make them feel like they're being made wrong for something. Um, so if they're put in that situation, their odds are they will get very defensive. And if you are then to apologize without actually, like, you'll notice that one of the things that happens is that they're very sensitive to tone. So if they feel like your apology wasn't authentic, then they will not accept your apology and it will actually make things worse because now you're trying to trick them, right? So uh, automatically this puts you in a difficult situation, right? Uh, particularly if you're the type of person to apologize just to put the end to a fight, right? You'll take on the blame to yourself. You'll you'll say whatever you need to say in order for the fighting to stop because you just want you know peace to exist, um, and that doesn't go over very well with uh, avoiding or island style attachment. So what you're left with then is a situation of how do I teach this other person? to regulate their emotions? And the quick answer is you can't. You really can't. There's no way to teach someone how to regulate their emotions unless they're interested in learning how to regulate. Now you can buy them books, you can show them videos, you can recommend they check out a certain guru or an expert, but they will not do any of that stuff until they're motivated to learn. And a lot of times when you're in a situation, when you're in a relationship with someone else, you're actually too close to the action to be recommending them stuff. Uh, so you might be better served if a friend came over to them and told them about this person that they found. Uh, they're, they're more likely to act on that than to act on information that you give to them because up, in this, up until this point, they don't like you because they're in conflict with you, right? Um, and they might take it as, as a criticism of who they are in the relationship. So it's a very tricky territory. So the way that, the way to approach it then is to, to come at it from a place of no emotional charge. How do I get straight with this situation so that I can hold them with compassion and love rather than them feeling like they're on trial they're guilty and they've done all these things to me and can't they see how it's damaging the relationship and god damn it why can't you stop yelling at me those things unfortunately even won't help and it's very natural in this situation to want to apply more and more force until the other person gets it right um but it's just not the case that's not the way that it works the more force that we apply in this situation the worse things will get the less receptive they'll be to taking on our ask. So first starts with, how do I get straight with this person? How do I get to inner peace? And then, how do I advocate for them in a way that they feel loved and cared for? If you can come from that space, then you're all set. You're actually golden. But it's very difficult for most people to do because again, they're the source of activation in your life. So it takes a certain level of coaching. It takes a certain level of digging into who does this person remind me of? 
Do they remind me of my parents? Do they remind me of my younger brother, the one that I used to fight with constantly that I'm not speaking to anymore? What situation comes up when I think about our most recent conflict? And this is going to take a certain willing suspension of disbelief, right? There are a lot of people that don't believe, and might be, might be you, that looking into the past will provide any answers. Because the past is painful, it's uncomfortable looking into that space, and like, well, I don't buy into that stuff where my childhood defines who I am as a person. And it might not be true, right? It might not be the truth. It might not be the reason why coaching, counseling, and therapy work. However, it's a way to look for the truth that creates results. So you don't necessarily have to believe it, but you do need to be willing to try it on to get results. The next step then is to look into, what did I learn to do in reaction to that? How did I learn to behave in the world in such a way that this situation would never come back to haunt me? And for a lot of people, it'll be something like, hey, I had a conflict and I learned that early on, I had to be the one to do everything perfectly, right? I had to do things perfectly so that the fight wouldn't happen. I have to be constantly looking out at the other person and making sure they're not activated so that we don't get into a fight. I have to be on my guard for this. I have to apologize preemptively so that this fight doesn't escalate. And that's when we run into problems. That's when we run into trouble. It's not that this behavior is wrong. It's not that this behavior is bad. It served you. It's most definitely served you in the past. And if you look for it, you'll see the ways that it's benefited you. You know, maybe maybe being the one to resolve the conflict all the time in your family, being the responsible one, meant that you developed amazing communication skills. Maybe it meant that you got to be extremely good with other people. And now you work with people professionally, face to face. That's where you excel. Maybe it turned you into a perfectionist. And that perfectionism led you to a high level of academic achievement, which then led you to getting a very high paying job or a prestigious job at a university. I don't know your exact situation, but it's beneficial in some contexts. But in others, it leads us to conflict, right? It screws us up. It sets us up to fail. And that's what we're looking for. What pattern do I have in my life that's running me right now that's getting in the way of my success? And a lot of times these things appear like sort of invisible, right? It's difficult to pick them apart from who we are as people because we begin to define ourselves by how we act consistently in the world. That's where your coach comes in handy. That's where an outside perspective comes in handy because what's a blind spot for us is often not a blind spot for other people. And if you're feeling particularly ballsy, you can always ask a friend to help point out these things to you. But you have to make sure that you don't get mad at them for doing these things, right? Because you're the one asking for them to point them out. They have to be able to do this within a context of safety. And if they can, or if it comes off too harsh, you have to be willing to let it be a contribution to, your, to you, right? You have to be willing to accept that as a contribution, as a gift to you. Because if you can't, then they're just never going to be able to help you out again, right? You'll, be, you'll become that untrustworthy person. So those are some areas to look at right that's how you get through to your partner if they're constantly threatening to break up with you and leave and coming back and saying that they made a terrible mistake and they won't do it again and then repeating the process it starts with how do i get flat with this person so that i'm not activated and then 
How do I create a situation where they're able to learn to take care of their own emotions? How do I encourage them to do this in a way where they don't feel attacked, but rather they feel loved? And it starts with self-work, like what we just talked about. Delving into the past, seeing what patterns were created of the past that now run us, and then looking for ways to address them, to dissolve them, to erase them, to get them out of our lives so that they stop running us and causing us stress and conflict. That's it. That's all it takes. And that is all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong, and this has been another episode of Dating Smash. We'll catch you in the next one.